I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Sportive Time, Yoda Spi. Uh, we're taking a break from our much-deserved summer vacation to come and talk to you guys for a few minutes. Um, see, I'm trying to spin that from us being lazy to us actually doing something nice while we shouldn't have been. That's so right. We'll see how that works. We're doing something good for ourselves. Yeah. Yep. A little me time. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Good. And we've also got chicken. Hello, chicken. How you doing? Pretty good. Why don't we get started with uh, the NHL draft, as we love to get started doing. Um, I know that when people were saying, boy, I wonder when the sport is coming back, they mostly yeah. wanted to hear what we had to say about the Wilds' fifth and seventh round picks this year. You got to get them <laughs> takes off. It's time. But it felt like there was this felt like a little more interesting draft than most drafts. Is that fair? We had some Minnesotans in the first round. I guess it happens a lot. But then we had that really stud kid that's going to our hated rivals. I don't know. It just felt a little spicier than usual. Am I, am I wrong? I would say when, when the night started out, when the first round started out on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever it was, I was not at all engaged or excited because I thought they were going to draft somebody only chicken had heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I My plan all along was just to text chicken and be like, all right, I need a scouting report on this guy because he's got the sources. He's in the know. But as the round progressed and Oliver Moore, who I thought people had talked about him going in the top 10, hadn't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He, he go for recruit. He's sort of their big recruit for next year. And he was dropping and dropping. And you you know, the NHL draft has started to Something's happening when people are texting you about the NHL. Normally, it's like, oh, the NHL has a draft. I didn't know they had a draft. I thought it was just a regional thing. But I was getting texts from friends about, are we going to get more? And that's the level of excitement you don't usually see. So by the time it got down to like pick 18, I was pretty glued to it and going, well, what's going to happen here? Are they going to trade up? Are they not going to trade up? And then there was just sort of a, there was the first kick in the balls of... <laughs> They get they got down to pick number nineteen, and then of all the teams, you I, I I think on balance of all the teams, Minnesota would not have wanted to take him. Minnesotans, I should say, not Minnesota, the college. We would be Chicago. Everybody hates Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a hatred that goes back many decades. And to have a kid who's from Minnesota going to Minnesota that got picked by Chicago, terrible, terrible result compounded by the fact that it got so close to Minnesota being. That's it. Yeah. So it went from, I'm not interested at all to, I'm so interested. This is really exciting to, this is the worst moment of my life. Just a real crest. 
it was that glimmer of hope where it was um had he been picked by Chicago ninth overall, people would have been frustrated, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, with the wild picking 21st, people could see, okay, now he didn't get picked 10th or 11th mm-hmm. or 12th. Hey, it's starting to build 17, didn't get picked 18. Uh, hey, say, here we get. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago. You shouldn't, uh, I mean, we know not to have hope though. It's hard to deny it in the moment, but we know better, right? No, we, we never yeah. know not to have hope. Yeah. Yeah. Logically, we should know. We know. Yeah. We should yeah. know better, but we don't know better. Well, one of the tough things, I, from all indications, they're saying the Wild would have picked him. I mean, Russo was on yesterday on the radio, and he said, I mean, he knows. He's basically in the room or at the desk. Yeah. Um, figuratively. Uh, he, he was saying they were going to pick more if... Um, if he fell and they were trying to move up to get him, but nobody, obviously nobody was moving up. It was, must've been very difficult because there literally, there was no moves in the first round, which is odd. Every yeah. year there's multiple moves and nobody was, so the prices must've been really steep. Like I feel some... like even in, even in the last few years, NHL teams <clears throat> have really started to view draft picks yeah. more highly. Like it was not that many years ago. It was what, seven, eight years ago, the wild, traded their first round pick for Martin Hansel, who I, he was like a second line winger or something. Like that. He yeah, wasn't I, even a good one. <laughs> and they were just like, ah, first round pick. Who cares? No, uh, he's not going to play for our team for years. I guess and my, now if I had to take it's a like guess, a, the reasons for it must be some combination of there's more analytics in hockey than there ever have been. And the salary cap just continues to be kind of stagnant. So they're looking at younger talent to fill in rather than relying on free agents or trades and using their draft capital to get those those uh, older players. It's got to be some combination of that and just happen on, on accident. Makes sense to me. <laughs> That's sort of every sport now. Like the most important thing about every sport is not who the players on your team so much as how much production can you get out of guys who are wildly underpaid? Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all right, who are the guys on their rookie contracts and mm-hmm. they're for it underpaid? Can you get way too much production out of them without having to pay them? Too can much... we get a couple superstars that are possibly extremely highly, highly paid and then everybody else is mm-hmm. extremely underpaid? Like the most important thing in the NFL is, is your quarterback in the second year of his contract, but also really good? Yes. Right. Or, right. or like Vegas, Golden Knights and just cheat. Yeah. And just yeah. have you know another, way over the cap and and bet it's either it's either a rookie quarterback or socialism. That's all that can make you in. <laughs> it is a bummer though. Like all the like analytical whatever. I get it, but but in specific to salary cap, I don't think it's made anything more fun. Just like Absolutely. hardcore capitalism. It's like I get it, but it if sucks. we if we really were truly, I would welcome ushering in true and full socialism into all professional sports in the sense that anybody who even whispers analytics is <laughs> banished. I'm not saying shot. That's going over the, over no, the top. No. Field. Whoever said shot banished. is ridiculous. That's, yeah. No. yeah. But because now you're, you're bordering on fascism, which I think goes, they go hand in hand, but it's, um, sure. if you even, you even hint that you're doing the only people you can hire for front office roles are to be just these old crusty bastards. Gotta like be the, in the room. 
on in that Moneyball scene, those old scouts, yeah, yeah, Billy Bean, yeah. like the, anybody that resembles those guys, yeah, good. Anybody who looks like uh, Derek Falvey, out, get out, no, nerd. Out. They, nerd. Yeah, if they won't drink any coffee except <laughs> the coffee that comes out of the sixty-five-year-old vending machine at a hockey yeah. rink, then they're in. <laughs> out. Yes. Anybody who's anybody who's ever been to a Starbucks, nope, can't do it. If you use the term grit, in I can't. I I really wish I would have been at the movie theater in 2003 when Moneyball came out with one of the A's scouts who just was like, <laughs> "I was a scout. We were so successful. I cannot wait to see them celebrate all of uh, Oakland A's successes." And then being like, "What the fuck is this movie about? <laughs> what this dork? The... This guy? He's the, who did it?" Oh. When the book when the book originally came out, and they're like, "Man, they wrote a book about our team." Michael Lewis, he's this journalist that yes. does all this stuff. And then you start paging through and realize it's like every Michael Lewis book, where it's like Michael Lewis and his buddy are the smartest people in the room, and everybody yeah. else is dumb. And he's <laughs> like, "You're like, wait, I'm I'm the idiot." Hold on, I was employed I by I them. Moneyball, because we didn't have any money and we won baseball games. It, I got uh, it, and now I don't. It kind of reminds me of uh, on KQ back in the day when when the movie miracle just came out so the movie uh her brooks the her brooks movie mm-hmm. and they interviewed lou nanny like the day after miracle came out so they interviewed lou nanny who's in the movie he's he doesn't have a huge part but he's in the movie and you know lou nanny's kind of a lives and he died a de- you know debonair very well dressed mm-hmm. well coiffed right. gentleman and the guy in the movie that played Lou Nanny was just a fucking troll. Just this, like, <laughs> just, just, just this little goofy looking bastard. No and, teeth. Oh my God, KQ just for about 20 minutes just gave Lou nothing but shit. <laughs> it's Hollywood. Like everybody is supposed to be better looking than you if portrayed. Yeah, me. wait a minute. And instead, it's this little. Oh my God, and Lou was so upset. That uh, just made me laugh all the way to work for like 20 minutes. I'm just rolling. <laughs> Who's playing me in this movie? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> aging Brad Pitt? Now <laughs> it's Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Sloth and the Goonies was available? Okay. Oh, I thought that was a prosthetic makeup, but okay. Oh, man. Okay. So what was your... Uh, okay, so then we were briefly so, excited, yeah. which we shouldn't have been. And then who we ended up getting was... Fine. Well, B minus? It was a real, it was a difficult situation because the guy they drafted, Charlie Strammel, is it Strammel or Strammel? I'll pronounce it wrong every time, so just tell me the right now. Strammel, local guy. Charlie Strammel, number, on the one hand, went to Rosemount, local kid. On the other hand, went to Wisconsin, worst team in college hockey, and he also had a terrible year there. So, not only did he... He's got, like, well, he's six foot three. Oh, no. The wild, the wild, the wild really are. They're they're sort of running back the Doug Riseboro days when it was like, well, can't skate. I'm not saying this is true of Charlie Strammel, by the way, but he can't skate, and he's never scored a goal in his life, and his gloves are on the wrong hand. But he's six foot three, two twenty. Man, here we go. Jesus. So this is like the Luke Longley. It's not. It's here's. Let's just take a timeout. Okay. <laughs> not literally. I'm not going to stop kid, recording. Just no, so you know. <laughs> no, that's not. So he had a bad year last year. Undeniable. All of Wisconsin. If he didn't, he wouldn't have been available at 21. If mm-hmm. he had a good year at Wisconsin, he wouldn't have been available at 21. Um, 
did well at World Juniors, um, did well at the U.S. National Development Team where he was before. Uh, and then let's talk about those intangibles you're talking about. He's 6'3", yes, but like 215 or something. So he's a big old kid. And he's the horse. And he's what, 18? Just turn, he's going to turn, he's going to turn 18 in October. A growing Um, horse. Wait, he's not even 18 yet? He's played a year of college hockey. He's either 18. No, he, he took, he accelerated his um, schooling and he should have been a senior in high school and instead was a freshman. So he is, he is younger than the entire graduating class of Hermantown. (laughs) War Road. War Road. Um, Damn it. But we talk about, so at the, they have a combine, right? Hockey does the same thing as football where they have a combine and they, the guys do bench press and sprints and stuff like that. So he's that big. He was, he had the longest, uh, long jump, which whatever you don't, you don't long jump in hockey. I don't know how familiar you are with hockey, <laughs> but, um, don't give me any ideas, man. <laughs> I don't know how many people are. At you got the, the most apples in the dunk tank, which is huge. Really right, important. Right, a, I guess the point we is, do. So you have a second blue line we're adding, and you got to jump oh, from one to the other. Like, on here we go. <laughs> so, but he. I mean, I guess the point. So he had the second highest vertical jump. Or excuse me. Yeah, uh, vert. Second highest vert. Which okay. So he's jumping up and he's jumping sideways. Uh, now, obviously, neither of which. Are, happen in hockey but I get, the point is for being that large so that tall so think of all these guys that get drafted in hockey they're all little tiny fast giant leg little weirdos right and here's this guy Easy six, middle set yeah well six three two whatever and he can he's one of the highest jumpers and one of the longest jump the point is he's pretty athletic he can skate very very well he is mean um <laughs> He just had a bad year last year. So that's the hope, I guess. I don't know why I'm defending the wild front office. I don't give a shit. Okay. I don't at all. But it's not when I hear people say things, you know, they say, ah, oh, this is just some big, dumb, lumbering oaf. It's it's not at all. He's a projectable super athlete. Mm-hmm. Listen, well, he's big and dumb, but he's not lumbering. Yeah, he's he's definitely not lumbering. Um, he is big. I think so, people just caricaturize these guys pretty quick. You know what I mean? Because he's tall. And yep. Yep. Big yeah. And, oh, yeah. okay. He's not an athlete. Well, no, he's actually a pretty remarkable athlete. How uh, how in the bag are you for this kid? Mm, me? Yeah. He's a Southeast Metro guy. You're a Southeast Metro guy. Is it uh, re- well, like you want him to succeed an extra amount for that reason? Which is fine. Because I just want to know if like, should I get on board with him? And then we're together rooting for this guy, or yeah. maybe I want to do the thing where question. I go opposite, and I'm like, "Fuck this guy," because my friend likes him. Because we do that sometimes mm. too. You I'm know, more in the second. You camp. made me hate Zimmer, even though I didn't even hate him. So, like, you know, yeah, no, yeah. I'm more in that in the second. Like, I'm seeing so much um, vitriol that mm. I'm in the other. Now you have to, like, even no, though you I'm weren't go- even planning on it. <laughs> I wasn't planning on. I was, I was in the agnostic entirely. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, but now I'm seeing, I see so many comments that are just like, are you insane? No, he's not, that's not it at all. Um, yeah, this is how I started to become a Jason Kubel super fan. Kevin Slowey and all these guys. Back, yes. Like, they're not even that going good, but fuck you guys. That's also like, oh, he's, he can't skate and, I'm, and he's soft. And I'm like, soft? No, that's not what he fucking, that's not it. If he doesn't succeed, it'll be because of a number of other reasons, but it won't be because of that. He's oh, not man. athletic enough. I'm like, 
Are you fucking no that's not it. there should be a name for this phenomenon because it happens at least for me a lot where you start defending a guy not even because you yeah. like him but just yeah, because everyone else is so stupid about him they're like the oh, God, damn it now name yeah, it we'll call yourself. this the broxy yeah Braxy. this is the broxy it's like well now i'm a carl anthony towns fan apparently <laughs> i don't even fucking like the guy it's just everybody else hates him so for, it's not that they it's it's one it's also that everybody hates him so that's okay now i'm intrigued why does everybody i don't like that i don't like jumping on at what everybody's doing. And then when you see the comments that are just silly and are not based in reality, then it makes you a kind of fanatic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That takes you to another level. So I think that's where I'm at. Okay. All right. John, what are you, what's your plan here? Like how much are you going to be well, for this guy? I can't, I can't quite tell where we're going to go with this because on the one hand, I want to root for him. He's from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it would be very funny if Chicken continues to proxy this guy through the next, you know, three, four, five years. It's going to be seven point, years before we know. To the point, like, to, I'm going to forget. Like, I want him to be great. But be I so also, tied to him. There's a part of me that wants him to turn into Chicken's Andy Elvers. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm not going to do that. No. No, it's, it's hard to top. It's hard to top the Elvers. You don't want to go full I, Albers. Obviously. I always, I always, I always enjoy on this podcast when we gaslight somebody by claiming they did something <laughs> that they didn't do. Like, yeah. man, you were in on Levi Michael from the start, man. You were all about that guy, and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. Some, and then so, you, if you, the more you argue against it, the harder they go. So sometimes you just got to lean into it. And be like, yeah, I was super into Andy Albers. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't. That's right. <laughs> we call this the putting your jeans in the freezer. Exactly on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, seriously, we, even I was like, so, did I do that? Yeah. That doesn't even make God. sense. It doesn't sound like me. I don't remember. What freezer was it? Where was I living? <laughs> I don't even own jeans. Oh, you did. When did I have oh, jeans? We, I saw them. We were at your house, and they were stacked. They were nicely stacked. Dozens of you know, pairs. Just you know, so many pairs of Levi's. There wasn't even any ice cream in there. The whole freezer. I was looking for a frozen pizza. I mean, All how jeans. much did it cost you to add that walk-in freezer to that? <laughs> I remember it because I, I remember cool. thinking. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I would have been literally shocked, like looking in Dahmer's freezer than what I saw <laughs> in your freezer. Dahmer would have been that's that would have been way less unnerving. <laughs> You'd go, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I your get, glasses I mean, are kind of, and your hair is all fucked up. I mean, I did expect it. some yeah. body parts in here. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Maybe like, an ankle. Like but a... <laughs> Why are there frozen jeans? This doesn't make sense. Like, now I get it. People have been serial murderers. And yeah. There's a precedence there. This is, but why are there frozen jeans in here? This doesn't even make sense. Moving the skull. <laughs> yep. Get Hold it. on. Yeah, I let's get, push right back that. Don't agree, but I get it. The jeans just didn't make sense. This is, now Now I'm angry. <laughs> the skull, not so much. The jeans, you've really upset me. Um, okay, that got off track. Um, Always does. Okay, so Strammel uh, is our guy. He's he's a super young kid, so it's going to be a long time till we know. We're not exactly sure how if we'll go full Albers or half Albers on him. Uh, we're just going to let the process play out. And all of a sudden, what if the opposite comes up? This kid's phenop. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. Everybody loves you. Go, whoa, whoa, ho, hey, hey. Where is he from? What? Where is uh, he from? It's a Wisconsin oh, guy. He's Swedish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. That, we got to learn. We got to know those things. Okay. We'll let, we'll let the process play out and see what happens. Sure. Um, okay. So what's your, uh, what's your grade? It's like, is it like just a B, is it a B draft. 
I think they should give him a C because they drafted all centers. So C for center. Mm. Clever. Wordplay. Clever. Kind of. I don't know. Like, because it. Okay. It really was just like. They've always they they've wanted centers for like the last twenty. Everybody wants a center. I think the mm-hmm. first six picks are centers or something like that. It's like drafting shortstops in the baseball draft. Like every player is like, well, this guy's a future first baseman, but he's a shortstop. He played shortstop in college. Like everyone plays shortstop and is a pitcher. That's mm-hmm. just the way the baseball draft works. I think. I mean, Chicken can correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lot of ways, hockey is a little bit that way too. Like if you're really good, everybody's a center, and then maybe they'll end up a wing. But you don't see a lot of guys that go from wing to center. From, no, that's pretty rare. Yeah. From lower, you know, I was a yeah. I was a right wing at the lower levels, but now I'm a center in the NHL. It doesn't happen. No. So, I, yeah. It, I it couldn't sort of feel like so suburban conference. I couldn't quite yeah. cut it at center, but I can in the NHL. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. So, um. So it did. It did feel like this was the year the Wild have been looking for, oh, we need that number one center. This has been something that's gotten mentioned the last 15 NHL drafts. And finally, this year, they were like, listen, we're not even, we're just going to take centers. All we're interested in is taking centers. We're not going to draft weird Russian guys. We're just, here's a list of centers who could maybe play in the NHL in the next four years. That's our list. We don't even have other guys on our list. Well, it sounds like that again. That's the thing Russo said yesterday. They had wingers highly, more highly rated on their board than Strammel, hmm. and then and they took Strammel anyways, just because yeah. they said this is a gap. We don't have a big center in our yeah. system. We have some other guys rated higher. They said Peralt. Russo said that Peralt kid was higher on their board, but they passed him. Boy, I got to tell you. Go passing up a French Canadian kid to draft a kid from Rosemount. Who I, can't skate? Yeah. Who, <laughs> were you <laughs> were you in the room, chicken? <laughs> I'm just saying we were saying Russo is in the room. Were you I mean, how many times did they call you? <laughs> you know, I just finally blocked the number. Like I can't <laughs> be yeah. just taking these number these calls. Judd bracket. You. Yeah. 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 Exactly. This isn't UNICEF. I was gonna give this shit no, away for free. Right. I've got a podcast. I've got a. That's right. Yeah, I've got a podcast to monetize to support. Yeah. At some point, we're going to try to monetize this thing in year twenty. <laughs> At some point, four hundred eighty episodes later, we'll figure it out. Another four eighty. We'll get there. Yeah, just easing our way in. Okay, do you want to keep talking draft in a different sport? Uh, which other? Oh, the the NBA draft. We can talk NBA draft, or just the NBA in general. I know Chicken's right. got to get those takes off. Nas Reed. We got him. We got yes. him, baby. He's back. We love yeah. him so much. Crowd favorite, right? Crowd favorite. Oh, uh, God. Do you He's like just... him? Me? Yes. I want to build a franchise around him and Anthony Edwards. That's totally coming from the heart and not... I understand he's look? he's not as like... like... Um, he is a giant and he has the grace of a ballet dancer. <laughs> <laughs> That he sounded a lot lamer than an I <laughs> sound like I'm stalking is he, him. Is he good at basketball? No, no. Uh, oh. He is a very trick or treat player, but when he's on, it's amazing to watch because he looks like a lumbering guy. I don't know why we use that word again, uh, but he looks slow um, and, and not graceful. 
and then he randomly will like euro step and dunk on like one of the best players in the league like every I don't other like game. That. I don't he just like, does, like euro step. I'm off. I don't like the euro yeah. step. No, he'll so I'm out. He'll midwest like... step to a dunk. It's a new one. It's a midwest step. Yeah, it's really just straight ahead, straight forward. Back yeah. yeah. The Midwest yeah. the Midwest step is a two-handed set shot from 28 feet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's a knuckleball. Uh clangs out the All side right, of the yeah. backboard. It's um, actually rotating forwards he... rather than backwards. Somehow, yeah, top spin. Three uh so a three-year deal. What a two-year deal with a third-year player and team option, correct? Yeah, so I don't know right? what the third year the protections on it. So I think yeah, they're loosely calling it a three-year deal, whether is it's he... team or player a good enough player and is that a long enough contract for you to be comfortable trading cat since they play similar positions and styles um per oh boy this is a tough one to unpack i think they're probably going if they trade cat assuming because, they would get enough of a haul back and obviously right like, right um they do have a little bit of overlap because he can shoot the three and so he doesn't have to be in the paint while edwards is like trying to drive into it we're going to just like create one problem. And then, you know, it's one of those things where like the problem is go bear, but we can't really trade him. So we have to, we're now going to create a second problem by trading Carl Anthony towns because go is still on the team. And we you still have go, Nas. And you think go is a bigger problem. Go lack of production so far uh-huh. is a bigger problem than cats lack of production and attitude. Yes, I think Cat is just generally. I think Cat is much better than Gobert, and so. But he also the re, the rub there is like then you're going to get a lot more assets for him versus Gobert. Gobert, I think at this point is like, yeah. oh fuck, he's kind of a sunk cost. He's not getting any younger. He'll have good seasons, and he had some really good games last year, but he did not go to the level that they were hoping. And so now it's like, oh, we're stuck with this guy for three more seasons. Whereas Towns is like. All NBA, really good, can shoot like crazy. He'll get, we'll get a bunch of stuff back for him. But um, the, he, he's so soft and such a complainer, and he's such a big part of the franchise that does the do the other does the team and franchise because of the way he acts gravitate towards that rather than ants more gritty. Uh, that attitude, guy, it, yeah, yeah more of a sportive rather, guy. He's a little more sportive. I think that you'd rather have, and and can you not? Does Cat's attitude take up so much oxygen that it doesn't allow the uh, ants' role to flourish? Yeah, it's possible. I think there's a good argument that he actually has been a big reason that ants been so great because he's such a good shooter that other centers can't double team Edwards because then Cat's going to drain threes. But he is a pain in the ass. He's not fun to watch a lot of games. He has moments where he stops complaining, but they're fleeting, and then he turns right back into who he is. So I would say I won't, I wouldn't miss him, but I also would be prepared that he's like, generally speaking, probably like going to add ten wins to your. He's just that good. So they go from a forty-eight win team to a thirty-eight win team. If you've got like Gobert and Edwards, Edwards is amazing, but he's still twenty-one. Probably ten wins. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general, Mm -hmm. eight wins, twelve wins, something like that. Yeah, but is that? Is that accounting for the losses that are generated because of all of his other bullshit? I think last year they won like 45 games or something. And he was around for half the team. If he was around the whole time, they would have won three, four more games for sure uh, for him missing half the season. Mm. So, well, they have those metrics where he's there and not that. What are their 
Met, the metrics in general will probably call him a 10 win guy. Now, if you could trade him for another 10 win guy, that's fucking awesome. You trade him for, I mean, you wouldn't, but like Damian Lillard, then like, cool. That was awesome. Well, we just replaced necessarily it. another 10 win guy, but how about a, how about a, how about parts that add up to seven wins and him being gone, can't being gone allows Ant to grow. Yeah, but I still think or seven wins. If you want Ant to grow, you got to get rid of the big lumbering <laughs> oaf in the middle named Rudy Gobert that takes up all the space in the middle. That's what you mm. really need to do. You just can't do it. He's just too. That's Ant. If Ant was, this is what we were hoping. Ant Rudy, would become a pick Rudy, and roll guy. Put your arms down. You're on offense. You're blocking. You're blocking the basket. <laughs> what are you, what are you Wait, doing? No one can see the rim. No one uh, can see the rim while your arms are right there. <laughs> ideally, you would have wanted Edwards to real to to learn how to play like a James Harden pick and roll guy oh, or no, Trey no. Young. What not, you, I'm sorry, not this? not stylistically. Um, Luca, like, just pick a guy who's good at pick and rolls. I'm sorry, just name a guy that you like who's okay. good at pick and rolls. Uh, are there any turning... guys who are good at pick and rolls that are also not the worst people to watch ever? <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, I, was a really good pick and roll guy. I hear what you're saying. I guess unless basketball has changed considerably in this mm-hmm. offseason, mm-hmm. um, I believe only one person can shoot at, at a time. Yep. <laughs> Where if Cat were gone, wouldn't that allow Ant's offense to flourish more? It's not like Rudy has taken up all the offensive space. In the, he's not taking a bunch of shots. It's Cat's. Cat's yeah, only taking the shots away from Ant, not, not Rudy. Yeah, so but wouldn't Cat leaving allow ant ants offense to grow i think he would probably take a few more shots they would also be way more difficult shots yeah um, depending on who they get your antlers to shoot or i don't that doesn't seem to me to be a personnel issue that seems to me to be a chris finch uh structure issue possible what are we paying chris finch for okay it's just it just figure it out finchy yeah I, I my guess is they're probably just going to run it back anyway, and Nas Reed will be like their third big, and we'll see what happens. And if guys all stay healthy, maybe he has a few more less minutes than he wanted. Now, if I could again, if I could trade Carl Anthony Towns for like a similar like Pascal Siakam or Mikhail Bridges and something else, like a guy who's almost as good uh, analytics wise, but fits better on the team, I'm fucking, I'm in, I'm all over and it. And that's, I guess maybe that the big picture, and that's really my overall point is now with them signing Nas Reed, you don't need to trade cat for a similar type player. You just signed one in, in Nas Reed trade cat for the other pieces that you're missing. Uh, Nas Reed create... is my, I, I love him to death. Every third game, he will foul out within nine minutes. So and, he's and, not and a dependable season, guy. He's super fun. Cat is it? Cat's not dependable either. The fuck? Yeah. He's gone for half a season, and nobody knows why. They're like, "Oh, he'll be back in a day." And then and every, and every playoff, later, game, it's like every playoff game they played over the past couple of years. It's like, well, Cat got eleven fouls in the first half. I don't uh-huh. know how that's possible. Yeah. But. I also don't. I I think Nas has played like fifteen, twelve minutes a night. Maybe he can play more. He's defensively somehow worse than Carl Anthony Towns, which is hard <laughs> to do. Um he's awesome. he's apparently, super fun. He's just limited. He's just like is not gonna be a guy shoot, night tonight. If you're seven feet tall and you can shoot, there's no way to also play defense. No. It's impossible. Sorry. Have those Too busy. Things. Well I think Nas Reed's defense could improve. Uh Katz is cat cat is who he is. He's been yeah, in the league. Yeah. Hey, we've been talking about cat He's, it's not like he's three years like, in the league. He's like, like eight, eight years. Yeah, yeah, he's old. He's it's over. He is who he is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Could, could grow. And if you can use Cat to get 
defensive type players. Yeah. I would love it. But also like Nas Reed is like 35% three point shooter and Towns is like legitimately 40%. Like that get somebody else to shoot threes. I, I don't give a shit about exactly. that. Exactly. You got to change the culture of this group. Yeah. And you yeah. can't trade Rudy. Like you said, he's, he has a sunk cost. Yep. You, you don't want to trade Ant. Okay. So what's no. your other option? You can't buy out Parisi and Suter because the wild already <laughs> did that. You yeah, either, you run it back shit. or you trade Towns probably is the two options. Um, so we'll see what they end up doing. I, if I had a guess, I'd probably say they will run it back just because trading yeah. big superstars. It's very rare. As much as we like to think Siakam and Towns or Jalen Brown and Towns or not Dame Leather because he's too good, but like name your decent player, Trey Young, whatever. Um, it just those things don't really happen very often. So I think we're probably stuck with them. Um, and I guess I can sort of see why they want to take one more year to see it play out. I, I, be happy to be done with the town's experience for sure. Um, I'm but, demanding uh, it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm demanding it or I'm pulling my tickets. Well, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold. We got to have you. Oh my well, God. James Harden is available. So <laughs> one for one swap right there. Yeah. Um, Harden to Minnesota, watch him beat and car and towns fight to the death every night. Yeah. Just okay, so they rumbles. signed Nas Reed. That's A plus. Yeah. Fantastic. These two, two kids they drafted. They drafted two kids. One of them, Leonard Miller. Len. Leonard Lenny. Malton. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Uh, and then <laughs> we got a uh, Leonard Malton and a Leonard Cohen. <laughs> and then uh, Jalen Clark, I believe, who's injured, yeah. and it would be a uh, it would be My, amazing if he came back. But uh, it's going to be he's more hard. likely to make to play this year than than uh, Leonard Cohen. I love the Clark pick. Um, okay, that's interesting. Do you have like a deeper scouting report you'd like to go through? Your, no. your, uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I am enamored with defense in the end. Guys who can play defense and who are wired to be shut down defenders in the NBA. It's mm-hmm. just such an odd, like that can't shoot. That are. I don't know how old he is. Is he 20? Yeah. Like, so he's been playing basketball for 16 years, let's say. And because he played at UCLA, he has had access to the greatest trainers and shooting coaches in in the world. Yeah. And he can't shoot. Can't do it. Is that crazy? And he's obviously an insane athlete. Yeah. And if you're good at playing defense, you obviously have the work ethic. In order, it's not like he's just lazy and he's not going to work at shooting. He's obviously got yeah. the work ethic in order to do. How can you just not shoot a basketball? Like, good. It doesn't. I, I have there's nothing, there's nothing more fascinating in all of sports than players who are good enough at a set of skills to overcome their absolute ineptitude at another skill. Well, right. I think like what, yes. Edgar Martinez in baseball. Amazing hitter. I don't think he even owned a glove the last 10 no. years of his career. No. They never tried putting him in the field. Barely he run. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. run faster than any of That's us. Fair. But yeah. he was a good enough hitter. Or, I mean, we talked about Josh Akogi on the Timberwolves. Or, you know, I'm sure there's guys in other sports, too. It's a little harder. but No, the number one <laughs> example you just pointed out is Josh Okogie. To me, yeah. he's an unbelievable defender. If Josh Okogie never learns to shoot, he'll make like... He's still so amazing. He'll make $30 million in the NBA. 
if Joshua Kogi learned to shoot a three pointer at like a regular, regular clip, yeah. like the guys at Lifetime clip, uh, he'd make like two hundred million dollars. Like we're talking hundred well, million dollars, and all he has to do kid. is. Yeah. Isn't that what Jason Kidd did? That's but Jason Kidd was so good at every other thing. He's still a Hall of Famer. Joshua Kogi is like a world-class defender who's like the ninth man who can barely even get minutes in the playoffs because it's just like defense is... Sorry, dude. Not that important. I'm gonna, Sorry. I'm gonna, I was trying to think of a hockey example. I'm going to get... This one's for chicken. I'm going to give you a name. Keith Carney, former defenseman for the Wild, played 1,018 NHL games. Mm-hmm. How many goals did he score in his career? 1,018. Mm. 1,018 games. Three times. I'll say 21. <laughs> You're actually way low. 45. He's scored 45. <laughs> was, yeah. And somehow he scored five power play goals in his career. Well, I should have I said know. 40. I was thinking three goals a game times. He probably mm-hmm. played 12 seasons, so I did 36 in my head was the number yeah. I was going to say. And I thought, well, but you're bringing it up, so it's probably something way less. <laughs> So I discounted it, but 36 would have been a good guess. 16 seasons. Oh, 16. my God. He never he never scored more than five goals in a single season. That's incredible. Season. But he probably played 20 minutes a night. That's yeah, yeah. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. That's just a puck doesn't go off your ass into the net. Right. That's yeah. he, hard. He, he ever not want to. They don't have time on uh, Hockey Reference doesn't have time on ice stats going back past 98. But for his career, for what they do have, averaged 20 minutes a night and scored 45 yeah. goals in 16 seasons. Incredible. That's incredible. That's where you just don't just yep. open net at the end of the game, like three just times a year. being on the ice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The other team, like your teammates know it and they want you to get the empty net goal. (laughs) You just start skating really fast. They're like boxing out the other guys. Score it! You're trying to pass to a guy in front of the net and he misses it and the goalie misses it too and it goes in. Like that didn't happen a couple of times. <laughs> That's incredible. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Okay. I I like the guy. I think that's a great pick. And then the other guy, I don't know, it, Leonard, whatever. I'll Leonard tell you what Miller. I'm excited. Leonard I'll tell you Miller. what I'm excited about with Leonard Bolton. So apparently he's six foot ten now and has a seven foot three reach. And mm-hmm. so I, now that they re-signed Nas Reed, I'm real excited about. For some reason, I don't know how this would happen, but for some reason, the Wolves have Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert and Cat and Leonard Malton on the floor <laughs> at the same time. Four guys who all have wingspans over seven feet, and they get out-rebounded by, like, Memphis, Somehow who still. has a bunch of six <laughs> yeah. and four. Kyle Lowry Chris... got the rebound. Yeah. Like, what? He's 5'9". He's 40 years old. Just watching Chris Finch on the sideline just 
his soul left his body two seasons ago of just uh, watching the anger and like yeah. the vein popping out on the side of his neck. I'm looking forward to that. That's what I want to happen. Just uh, Chris Paul is not even on the team. How did he get that rebound? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That brings me to uh, quickly another topic I wanted to touch on. Uh, you were saying about how frustrated Chris uh, Finch, Finchy mm-hmm. must be. So I want to move on quickly to the twins. Yes. Um, and I also wanted to ask Chicken here your uh, philosophy. So I wonder if we could kind of consider you like the accountability coach for Minnesota sports kind of in general. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just it's a role that you've been unofficially playing. I think we might as well just uh, put it in writing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question for you with the twins, I feel like I know the answer, but I'd love to hear a little bit of your philosophy is how do you go about assigning blame between the front office, who I think you believe is incompetent, And the players who are highly paid, but are also a bunch of fucking losers. And so I'm curious, like Hmm. in this twins example, staff, don't forget the coaching staff and the coaching. So there's a bunch of different factors here. How do you go about in your process? You get in your little bunker, uh, you know, you you get in the lab, you punch in key card, all that uh, into your lair and you go, I got to break this down. These twins are bad. They're really fucking bad. Um, Mm -hmm. Who's uh, how, how do you get there? Well, it's it's a lot of a lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of sweat, elbow um, grease. Yeah, it doesn't just come free. Um, <laughs> I think uh, people tend to want to lean towards uh, a zero sum game where you can only blame one. It's mm. it's either the front office or it's the coaches or it's the players, and they'll argue back and forth rather than a pie chart or assigning percentages is mm-hmm. really the answer. Um, the front, it starts with the front office. They hired the coach, the manager, excuse me. They hired, they signed the players. They make these horrible trades. Um, you know, Joey Gallo, you can be upset at Joey Gallo, but he, that's, he is exactly who he's been his most of his career. He's made it clear to us. He's been demonstrating yeah, it day in and day out. He's putting in the work to show us. He, I don't know what this is me, Joey Gallo. No, I'm Joey. Instead of Joey, it'd be like rescuing a pit bull and then leaving him in the living room with no training and being like, "All right, don't eat anything." <laughs> That's, I'm gonna be came home. Yeah. Couch is all chewed up. What, what happened these, here? I'm gonna leave these infants and all these dog treats in here. Don't touch them. <laughs> leave them alone. Um, that ought to do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, now. Uh, there are players you can blame um, who are obviously underperforming. So you can assign percentages of the overall blame to those players. Um, You can assign blame to the coaches. I think you're seeing some piling on, which doesn't bother me. I saw Austin uh, Martin uh, talking about how the twins, so he's a prospect, the twins, how they changed his approach and basically ruined his his hitting um, until he decided to go back to what got him to the major leagues in the first place to Mm -hmm. becoming a a top prospect. Bombs only Um, is what they said, essentially, right? And Yeah. It's like we are only going to care about elevate and celebrate. That's it. Which is not where the league is going anymore. And so, you know, this this organizational hitting philosophy that they've implemented is obviously a disaster when every single player is underperforming. Everybody. So you can blame the coaches. Rock, Rocco, um, you know, it does this kind of, I, I don't think he has it in him to be 
um, yelling and oh, I, I'm, I'm really mad. Here, I'm Rocco. I'm I'm mad. <laughs> no, you're not. You're gonna go full Rocco on you. <laughs> you're gonna hate it's, it. It's Rob Lowe and Parks and Recreation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's knock it off. Um, and then the front office, who's just in year what year eight, and the the develop pitching development, which is supposed to be the bread and butter, is not there. We're not seeing just prospect after pitching prospect after pitching prospect in the you know in the top one hundred of prospects in the major leagues and um all of their top pitching they acquired from other organizations. They didn't draft them. They didn't pre- develop them. So um yeah the guys they have yeah. developed are all in the tank right now. Yeah. Um so I blame everybody. There's I can't think of anybody who's blameless. So well, how do you uh it's not a, it's not about... a pie chart. It's three circles, all of which are completely filled. I well, got the players one hundred percent and the coaches one hundred percent and the front office one hundred percent. My question though is I you also have to be ready to to be flexible and turn on a dime here. I mean, we spent an entire year screaming about how bad their pitching was last year. Now they're really mm-hmm. good at pitching. I just loved, I was impressed with the way you were able to spin that in a way that still blames them in a kind yeah. of a cool way. No, that's yeah, hard. To, I just no, like, I, know. I was hoping I you didn't look, you're perceptive <laughs> enough and you're in marketing. I think that you can kind of see the pull the curtain back in the wizard and see him pulling all that chain levers. I just have to say, I was impressed with the, with the um, flexibility on that one. Well, I, I, you know what? If the job description of being the the, the the general manager or the president of baseball operations was to only have one component of your team be good, <laughs> then these guys would be very competent. If that, right? Well, I mean, um, if if your team is good at, here, it doesn't, good at it doesn't it doesn't take an advanced degree from Harvard to go. All right, we've got a few guys who can hit and nobody who can pitch. So what we're going to do here <laughs> is I'm going to take all the guys that can hit and trade them for pitching. Yeah. Am I still that's a genius? Like, no. Now you got no guys who can hit. That's, but our pitching. Like that's, yeah. We actually care about wins, idiot. <laughs> I, well, like, yeah. you, look at all the, you look at the guys who trade it, like Encarnacion Strand and Spencer Steer in Cincinnati are ripping well, out everybody in Cincinnati. Lamont Wade. Wade. Yeah. Arise is hitting 400, yeah. obviously. But mm. it doesn't... It... <laughs> Well, you can't, you the can't, you can't give them credit for being like, well, change. we lost all we lost all our money on this stock, and we had some left in this stock, so we traded everything. We we sold that, and we bought a different stock that is the kind of doing okay. I guess the genius. Yeah, yeah. So, Maybe the answer has been staring us in the face. Maybe we should just become Reds fans. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right. Well, wow. I, I do. Uh, Mark that rookie Schott, guys. Is, <laughs> is Mark Schott still uh, the owner? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Active on TikTok. No, she's you can't. No, she's bad. I'm, I'm trying to think she's about Mark Schott. Well, I was just trying to think. No, I don't think she's a good person. I was just no, thinking about, like the. I was trying I'm to look remember. it up, but I think she was one of those like some... Hitler made some good points. Oh yeah, ladies. <laughs> At first, I was just kind of thinking, "Oh, she you know, like beer and cigarettes." I like, and then yeah, I was yeah. no, like she, the next level no. in my memory. She, of her. she like, went. Yeah. She Elber's the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Marge shot is bad enough that I can't. There's things where I'm like, "Did she do that, or did I Ralph about that do that?" Yeah, I, I can't remember which stuff. one of us. Oh, that. that's that's Never a great trivia that. for next episode. Yeah, Marge shot or Ralph Engelstad? Shot or Engelstad? 
Threw a birthday party for Hitler. Marge had a red yeah. light. Trick question. question. It was that Stalin. one was both. That one was both. <laughs> we both went there. Oh, that was where the joke went. Yep. Uh, okay, cool. Interesting. Well, it's been... Uh, I don't really know how else to... I haven't been watching a ton because of uh, youth sports, which is our next, yeah. uh, which is our next topic. But uh, man, just reading the headlines and trying to follow the box scores and looking at clips, I got to. Problem for me is I got to go to one game this year, and Buxton hit two four hundred sixty foot bombs. Oh, Joe no. Ryan <laughs> threw a complete game shutout, and I had like six beers with my friends, and I was like, "Baseball is the best." Yeah, the and it was like a two hours. And two were, hours. Got, yeah. We had so much time. You know, we had to like, yes. oh, you're I'll be the, home at X amount of time. We we're like, no. holy shit, we can go and drink no, more beers. You're at, you're at Sheik's at 9.13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still like just super bright the outside. Like, up. All right. I guess. I got all the ones. That was a day game, too. Brandon was <laughs> at Sheik's by 2.15. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Banging on the door. How come you're not open yet? Uh, to come out of Sheik's in the sun. The game ended out. early. <laughs> Come on, let me in. When you've been in cheeks for seven hours and you come out and the sun's still out. I know. That's, a, that's a tough day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was I'm a little uh yeah, a little biased there. But uh no, just just half paying attention has been mm-hmm. and man, the uh, existential crisis that our uh the Aaron Gleemans and the the Nick Nelsons yeah. and our other pals <laughs> of the world go through is just uh that's really trying. And they're like in first place. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck is happening? It's just awful. I stopped going after them, but there are a few people out there kind of the <laughs> eternal optimists of the twins, like that'll that will defend everything the coach in front office doesn't. It's very. Funny I do to me. Kind of, not. It's not hate because I don't hate these people, but it's it's kind of hate trolling, like watching yeah. their like strolling through their accounts just be like oh god this has to be so hard uh-huh. right? <laughs> the lineup came out today they had the team meeting oh the big changes we gotta we gotta really we're gonna shake this up be way too comfortable this is so we're, we're holding everybody accountable and they moved Correa to lead off and Gallo to ninth. Like, no, they didn't call oh. anybody up. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't bench anybody. They didn't DFA anybody. They just moved Correa to, to lead off. Yep. Gallo down to nine. Like that'll do it. That's never worked in the history of organized baseball, but uh now now's the time. Now's the time. Watch these work. poor poor bastards that that just defend everything they do. It's it's almost impressive watching them. Yeah, and I think that we uh I mean assign so much genius to even the good moves. You know, like I bet they spent so many hours just talking this thing out and actually they're like, Well, these guys called us about this guy. Uh, I think we can fit in the budget. All right. Yeah. Let's try it. They probably have guys in their team that they're like, I don't even like this guy. I don't even want him on the team, but the, the, the contract's complicated and I tried to trade him and I couldn't, and I don't know what else to do. So fuck it. I guess he's still on the team. Like there's probably half the team Uh, like that. Well, Gleeman was saying yesterday that like he has asked them specifically why Kepler over like Walner, like, what are we doing? What the hell are you people even thinking? And their point is Kepler's floor is higher than what, like what happens if we call up one of these triple a guys and they come up and hit, you know, Oh, seven, five. Yeah. That's But then sure it could happen. Yeah, sure. It could. Um, Unfortunately, Kepler is doing that now. But the point is we don't know about those other guys. We know about Kepler. We figured it out. And how are you ever going to find out if you don't play them? Aren't you curious? 22. They're like 25. They're 26. I know. I still, I don't know. 
Stu's here. <laughs> they're, pra- they're practically on the War Road hockey team, is what Clarence is trying to say. Uh, say. Yeah, we, that's, we already did that one. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> We've used uh, lumbering yeah. four times. Oh, yeah. That's the word of the day. Four I don't know why. That's just the worst thing. Someone <laughs> says a kind of an interesting word and then you immediately use it again and you're just yeah. like in a meeting like, oh, fuck. sorry, <laughs> Stacy. Uh, just lumbering right into that joke again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, that sucks when that happens. Um, Stu, we've been complaining about the twins. Oh, Jesus. Kind of aimlessly, just like how hard this is for the people who have to care about baseball. Like we can check out, but like poor Aaron, <laughs> just got to keep watching Aaron's these stuck. guys. <laughs> There's no re- like the, the Real Housewives don't have a summer show that he can get into, so it's uh-huh. really, yeah, he's fucked. Um, I mean, it's his job. We all not, we're not, but I don't have like these. I don't have to argue about like Best Buy's success like mm-hmm. on Twitter all day long that they're like actually a bad or good company, know. you know? Do you want mm-hmm. to? I no, call? no, <laughs> not, not, brings us to our next topic: Best Buy, good or bad? Uh, no, but that's got to be just an extra level of. Uh, Mm-hmm. of uh um heartbreak Cruelty. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. no like thank I, you for twins daily today i just wrote about new girl i didn't want the twin oh, really yeah i ranked the uh six we can actually do this at the end if you want to the six mm-hmm. best main characters and there only were six so i've made it very easy mm. on the show you, so. you're bringing your top six into writing is that what we're doing here i put my top six into writing because i didn't want to write about emilio pagan anymore it's, it's no just, no. That, yeah, is, that, coach, uh, yeah. Is Coach one of the six? Is, I'm yes, trying coach to, is, six. yes okay. Coach is one of the six. He's I'm actually sitting six. Here, He's six. Think of six. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. It's just there. It's hard to watch, man. I mean, I uh, John was right. I mean, he said the offense was bad a month ago, and uh, John was right. He's not here to hear it, and that's important. But he got up and left. We can still his camera's left. still on, which is always a little. Yeah. yeah, you know it's when someone does this in meetings, six Falcon Heights, they just get up and you're like, "Oh, there could be like, yeah, murderer walk through." What are we gonna do? <laughs> like, we just have to sit here and watch it. We can't like. I don't know his home address. Like, I don't have. No, it. we literally we just sit here. Like, there's an actual goddamn cornfield across the street, so that's never good. Like, I go to Roseville. Just copy anything. Okay, don't live so across the street from a cornfield. The only like, way I could get you there is go. So send the cops to the state fair. Yep. yep. Like the front doors, and then they got to go back north. Go to north to see a cornfield and then like go into the basements that are near there. And there's one murder happening in there. One minimum, one minimum. There's maybe more. Uh, So definitely we're just sitting here watching it. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. I got to take this call, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Go on mute. Unless you want us to hear it. He did. Did a nice job. Okay, bro, so Stu, bro, bro. Uh, you were you're showing up here late. Just so you know, we did yeah. we did start this precisely. No, I know. Sorry. Okay. All right. Some of, us, some of us don't get PTO all the goddamn time. Best Buy, but that's how okay. how the mighty have fallen. We started mm-hmm. out doing this at our home together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we sometimes tried to find a bar, mm-hmm. and then we went to Zoom, and now the lowest of the low Zoom during our lunch breaks in the middle of the afternoon podcast. I, know. I mean, this is, this is pathetic. I mean, what's, it's the next the, thing. I took before the train work? home. I took the train home <laughs> <laughs> to get here. Cause they're, they're closing the office because there's no one around and they're locking up. So, I mean, 
I do. I was going to say the most pathetic would be the before work thing. But even then, there's a little bit of like, I got my shit together. I got up early. I knocked this out early today. This might be the lamest way to record a podcast over a lunch break. Fine. I mean, you know. That's I was for lunch anyway. I was going to go over to Malcolm Yards, and that's, I had to save myself thirty bucks by doing the podcast instead. Minimum that place, whew, spendy. I mean, you know what's great? Crazy, I mean, about... It's also like it's the closest lunch option for me. If I yeah. didn't bring my own, it's that or the very sad uh, Fresh Time Hot Bar. Mm. <laughs> yeah, nice. and fre- I, I don't mind Fresh Time, but their their hot bar at the Prospect Park location leaves a little to be desired. You know, what was insane to me when we went to Malcolm Yards is there were so many college kids there. I was just turned into an old man of like, you shouldn't have the money to go here. This is expensive. I I, you're supposed to be like in a that's, a that's completely mom. dark. I mean, yeah. do those super. Happy. If you have you seen the Supreme Court rulings today, you're going to be happy because <laughs> they, they, they don't have any more money. It's over. So, you but like, I don't even on. know if those basements do they still exist? Hopefully, I'd love to think that like the college basements with no lighting that are like wet all year long that, they need um, to still exist for like our immune systems for those kids. <laughs> that neighborhood that's where all that stuff is now where it's where all the, the u of m like you know shitty rat trap houses were mm-hmm. is where all this stuff is getting built that's so basically i'll i'll tell omar that's his fault so yeah thank you <laughs> it's, it's all all that buildup is around surly so it was an important part of growing up and now they're we're hanging at malcolm yards yeah so yeah, I don't, I don't get. It. Oh God, John is, it, is John here? Is that John? I'm alive. John's the cornfield didn't take me. We were terrified. Only the saddest six year old of all time. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So we, all right. We, we, we bitched about the twins for 55 minutes. Is that about right? No, Jared? we got through. Uh, we got through the NBA. We got through the NHL. Um, the other thing that we needed to get through, and uh, I got a, I pathetic, and I have a hard stop here uh, momentarily. Not momentarily. In a little bit. Uh, 20 more minutes. Uh, I want to do a youth sports check-in. Um, and uh, we generally end up talking about this a little bit uh, anyway, but now a little bit more of a formal topic here. Uh, Chicken, did you have a uh, did you have a youth sports topic here? No, I'm regretting because it was more if we were searching for topics. It, it's not, you know, with Stu here now. Mm. Um, I'll maybe go really quick. It was more a Brandon. John, sure. your kids aren't old enough to know yet. Um no. So I'll ask really quick. We don't have to get into it deep. Um, I I got a buddy that has no kids in youth sports um, that I grew up with. So we grew up playing sports together. He has nothing but daughters, and they're they're not in in sports. Um, he has gone to his nephew and, and to my son's games in various sports, and he has a theory. He has an observation, but he has no explanation for it. Um, and he's an anal- analytical person, so. He has his MBA from Harvard. He owns a bank. Um, oh my God. Like he, th- you're so friends with him? Yeah. Well, he, uh, he, he grew up like six houses down. Oh, he was out okay. of his control. Like his parents moved next to mine Good out of his bet. control. And in retrospect, I'm sure guy. he regrets it. But yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, very quick, Brandon. His thoughts were he has gone to a number of different youth sports, and this is like at the teenage level and higher. Um, these sports that are, I don't even have a good explanation. I don't have a good term for it. Youth baseball is not as good as it was 30 years ago, but things like hockey and football and maybe even basketball. I don't know basketball. He doesn't either uh, are much significantly better. And even if baseball is, is 
is better or even the same. It hasn't improved at the same rate as these other activities, but he has no explanation for it. And I think I agree, but I'm looking for a a third or a fourth on this. And if you notice the same thing, or are we both drunk? And if, if you do agree, do you have an explanation? I don't know that I... Well, I definitely agree with you on basketball is a lot better than it used to be, just in general. The kids are so much more skilled, at least in Minnesota. Uh, the stuff that kids are doing in high school barely was done in college even 20 years ago. Like, it's it's obscene. Like, it's barely the same sport. The women's game has improved substantially. It's Yeah. So my theory with, with women's game in particular is there's so many more playing. They're actually playing it growing up, and it's, 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 it's evolving so quickly. And same with basketball. Well, no, well, but not for girls, maybe, but for boys, like just as many boys play basketball as they did as far as percentage wise, like percentage wise, I think is right. But I think that there's more like serious drills and camps and it's just taken more seriously, like maybe, but, but like shooting form seems to be like they figured out how to a, an optimal shooting form and they put it on the Internet. And now everybody knows how to shoot from like age seven, whereas before, like your your coach youth sports basketball coach may not really know what he's doing because he, he's just doing what he knew. Now we have all he's the answers <laughs> on the internet. Even if he's hung over, he downloaded the YouTube video and he'll just show you that and sleep one off in the corner. So it's like there was, there was more room to go in basketball. Cause they used to be like so low skill, even though they played. I mean, when I was a kid, I played like a basketball, it would go to camps or whatever. And it was just like, I don't know, you two were on this side and you two were on that side and run this way and do a pick and roll the other way and we'll see if that works. And just do that the whole time. That's play one. Just call play one. And now that we're doing that at much younger ages and we've figured out like through diagrams and everything else, it just like has been an easy thing. Baseball, I don't know if there's a there was a way to like... There's like a whole lot of technique involved at that younger age that was going to make anybody a whole lot better. You just need to practice baseball all the time and you'll be good. And so people have been practicing baseball all the time for 50, 100 years. Now, now pitching, for one thing, as we've seen, has like completely upended the game because there is a bunch of like scientific things you can do with like your hips and you're keeping your shoulder, you know, whatever. Like I'm not going to get into all that boring shit, but that's why all of a sudden guys in the matter of what? 15 years have gone from throwing 91 to 101 something like that like it's almost defies reason because there is technique and science to that but in hitting that's the thing that kind of is a bummer about hitting there's not the same amount of you know there's slow-mo videos and stuff but if they had figured out like the the equivalent for hitting would be like a couple different mechanical tweaks and now you can hit the ball 590 feet right Whereas the same as pitching or whatever. And that just doesn't exist, I don't think. That's his exact point. So if you set just velocity of pitching aside, that, that has changed. But that, yep. is, that is a fraction of the game. And that's um, when like, you're uh, fully grown. You're, you're you know, you're, you have, you, the kids. We're talking I about mean, youth sports. They're way worse fielders. They are. And that hasn't changed. Like, you, you should. They're just way worse fielders. They are. Do you think the, the best kids are worse hitters. or just in general kids are know. worse? Because I look at the Little League World Series and I see some kids making some unbelievable plays. I'd have yeah. to go back and watch YouTube of like the 1985 World Series. I think you're extrapolating out the top 0.02% 
of youth yeah. players who are in the Little League World Series and you and you're projecting that onto the entirety. Where yeah, I think, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't I think those kids have gotten better, but I think the the eleven year olds, we were turning double plays at eleven and now they're still at the same rate as they are now, probably, right? Don't you think that's, if you either at yeah. the same rate or even worse. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Why are those things when they should? I mean, the fields are better, way better. Fields the are gloves better. are better. The equipment's way better. The coaching yep. is better. Their access to materials are better. Why are those components and even hitting to some ex- aspect yeah. not keeping up? Not keeping up with the other things that are existing. You know, I don't think this really has much to do with it, but I would definitely say there's a there's a little as coaches for baseball, we're not great at like using the practice time on the things that actually matter in games very much. We do a lot of just like <laughs> traditional yeah. historical, like <clears throat> after we do, and you probably the same thing with your team after we do batting practice before the game, then we have them all, all 12 of them go stand in the outfield and take fly balls for 25 minutes, yeah. even though they're going to take try to, yeah. 30 out there. They're going to get one every other game. What they should be doing is coming in here and just taking more swings hitting. That's what matters. Right. And then take like three outfield flies and do that on your own time or whatever so like there's i think there's a little bit more of like here's the stuff that we do because it feels like it's a baseball thing whereas because of the tradition and history whereas you don't have that in basketball of like we're just going to do a bunch of weird shit that doesn't actually matter in games that we do that in baseball too much for sure like not we like i we don't i don't do that stuff but like you see that as like part of baseball of like well that's tradition sliding practice all practice you're like what why so i don't know man (laughs) yeah Maybe that's it. Maybe it's because there's a lot of things in every other sport you can practice by yourself, but in baseball, you need another person to practice with. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to practice hitting, you need somebody to throw it to you. You're going to practice yep. throwing. You need somebody to catch it. Yep. That's a good point. That might be it too. But basketball, you practice, can dribble all day yeah. long, all by yourself. And you you're can get so your good at it. Basketball shooting. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You need one of you. Yep. Yep. That's a good point too. Um. Okay. I have another youth sports question. This is more, this is geared toward you, Chicken. Um, I'm wondering if you had any uh, post-game sports strategy. You get home. It's time to unwind. The game just happened. What's your routine? And specifically, how many beers are you drinking in that? In that? What's, what's, a, what's the optimum amount of beers to drink after the baseball game? Because I just, I, I just want to make sure. All I'm... of Brandon's youth sports questions center around <laughs> drinking beers. Like, I did look at the, the agenda. parking lot or at home? Do you, I did look at the agenda from last month, and I did. How but many I, is I, normal? Yeah. Am I an alcoholic? Just, just uh, you know, just kind of curious what the options because you yes. have to have you have to have one. You're that's kind of required and helps you sleep. But I'm just yeah. kind of what's what's your? Yeah. It, it's kind of a good happy. It's kind of a little bit of my happy place too. I was wondering if that's the same for you. For home games, it is. I think the difference between you and I for away games is often I have to drive an hour, hour and a half Oof. home, which allows. For that decompression, obviously there's the negative side, but the good side is by the time you're home, you're just like, it's fucking 1030. You've been driving across, you know, 218 is a lonely road. For me. (laughs) So by the time you get home, you're kind of exhausted and uh, you can decompress a little bit. Um, I had no set routine, depending on how how the game went. Mm -hmm. If we won. A lot of con- congratulatory on myself. Like I just won that game. Hell yeah! Um, I, 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 I out, out coached, coached the other guy, and 
Um, you know, the kids are kind of indifferent. They're just chess pieces to me. I moved them around to where they needed to be moved. Oh, I, I yeah. don't know, Brandon. I, um, ideally, there was parking lot beers afterwards, and that mm-hmm. and you can talk it over and then and then move on. Um, but that drive home, I think, helped a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, because most of ours are five minutes if, from home. If you got like butt fucked by the ump, mm-hmm. I need like time. I need twenty, and and you know. 10 before I write the, the email or the phone call <laughs> to the guy in the league office yep. and then drink another 10 before you press send. Cause you, you don't want to go overboard. You wait. Yeah. But you, you got to have a little bit just to proofread to kind of get in their mindset. Right. Yeah. You don't want to go overboard. No, no. you, you want to have that cool adult period. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's important to have those 20 beers in you as, as a cooling off period before you press send. I got a, um, I got a formal warning from an umpire last week and almost got kicked out. Nice. You got to like the one, I got the one more word and you're out of here. Was he no. squeezing you? Brandon, no. Wait, was, he was, squeezing you? was not, this while I you were that. pitching or you sports? No, that's, were you pitching or coaching? You don't get to set that. This isn't oh, the UN. This isn't the UN. He doesn't get to set the convention. Yeah, that and you fucking, get one more that bothered word. me. I, I, you know what works. sucks though is it's really. Effective. I'm yielding time to the senator of, from Nebraska. Yeah. Bullshit. We can <laughs> have a discussion. It's so my it's like we're, one more word, and then I fucking. That's not how this works. We were losing three to two. Kid was up three one count. A pitch up and out, not even remotely close. The rule if the catcher's not even trying to frame it, it's not a strike. Move on. Give my kid a walk and let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And he called it a strike, and I was like. Good job not swinging. Never swing at that pitch ever. Good job. That's great baseball. And oh, the umpire said it really loud. You, he knows what you're yeah. doing. So the umpire looked at me and I gave him, and we're not recording the video, but you guys can see one of these like, what are you looking at me for? Kind of big shrugs. Like, well, yeah, what? I can say that to my... And then, of course, he rings my kid up on the next one and the inning's yeah. over. And, which and probably wasn't a strike either. You probably cost him that at bat. Dude, it was, it was <laughs> like the worst call of the entire year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so my kids really bummed out and I go immediate, like holier than thou sort of deal. Like kind of like I'm, I'm a bigger man than you. And I was like, Hey man, if you're mad at me, that's fine. Yell at me. Don't take it out of my kids. They're kids, oh, man. You got them. You Don't got take him. it. And it's like, I'm in front of my parents or whatever. And then Danielle, by the way, is watching <laughs> me do this and is live texting our friends. Brandon's about to get kicked out of a game. Here's what he's saying. Like, and I'm getting the notifications in my pocket as I'm yelling at this guy. I was like, just don't do that to my kids. Okay. We're both here for the kids. Don't do that to the kids. Okay. You yell to yell at me. You yell at me. And he's like, formal warning for shrugging your shoulders. <laughs> I was like, yes, for what? For shrugging my <laughs> shoulders? Uh, yes. I'm like, I've yes. looked at the league rules. I'm pretty sure I can shrug my shoulders all I want, sir. He's like, that's enough of your attitude. One more word and you're out of here. And that it does suck because it's very effective because I knew it was like, Fuck, I, you got me. So I gave him the super it, sarcastic no. thumbs up right to his face mm-hmm. and just like backed out and then saw like the 11 <laughs> text messages of me getting laughed at. So it was a, it was <laughs> tough. That was like a it was for, maybe not a low moment in my life, but definitely a low moment of the summer. That sucked. It was in front of all the parents. But I will say Danielle usually blames and correctly blames me for all these things of like, well, you're the idiot. Even she was like not yelling at me about that one. So mm-hmm. I think That's... I was the real winner there. I didn't say she supported me. I was just saying she didn't I yell didn't at me. Yell. <laughs> yeah. That's support. Well, that there's sort a lot of. implied there. That silence is yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. She agrees with me. 
Um, she was just in this room and directly walked out. So never mind. I don't know if she agrees with me at all. She could have come over here and nodded or yeah, she's gone. Uh, so yeah, that was tough. That was the low part of the summer. Uh, but I, it's a new one. Shrugging my shoulders. Apparently can't do that. Formal. What is the formal part of that? I don't know what the, is there an informal? What, what do you mean? Yeah. Formal? Like just kind of a casual, like, Hey bro, not cool. Like that's maybe the informal warning, but yeah, formal warning. I think he says, I think in, in his mind, there's all these weird little league rules. Like you have to issue that to a parent or to a coach. And then the next one is automatically throughout or something. I don't have any idea. It's my first formal warning. Usually we just yell at each other and then move on. So, um, yeah, that was tough. It was tough. <laughs> Not great. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have to wrap this up pretty quickly. Last time we were together, I was talking, uh, I did a recommended beer. As you guys all know, it was the parking lot beer. And I thought that we all love beers so much that maybe we can end the podcast this time and maybe next time too with a recommended beer. Um, and this one I thought made some good sense because of our uh, beer um, bracket years ago. The actual winner was the uh, first beer at the cabin beer. And so that would be my recommended beer for this weekend. Uh, you get out in 30 seconds. You, you got to hope you got a friend or family member ready to chuck you a beer before the car door is closed, ideally. Now, that's the the goal. A can yeah. of beer right to you. Doesn't matter what yeah. it is, even. I, I don't really have a... You get out of the car, head on a swivel, because the beer is flying. Here's co- here it comes. Here it comes. Yep. You don't want to break that car window. Or even just crack the beer. You know, like... Um. So that'd be my that'd be my recommendation for the next beer that any of our listeners have is the the first beer at the cabin beer because that one is yeah that's the gold standard I believe yeah Stu uh, not to turn this into a plug for your company but uh, Surly what's your did you go grapefruit first beer at the cabin what do you go uh, with? Bef- uh, the before I die lager the uh, okay the new that's one that's a that's a volume beer it's a volume yeah. beer it's solid solid cris- beer little crispy guy yeah it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It's got a smiling Grim Reaper giving the thumbs up on the can. It's, <laughs> it's, it's my favorite in, thing. In I love that colors. design. <laughs> yeah. My, my friend uh, Tanner did that one. God bless you, Tanner. It's a great That's design. clever. It That's is. So it's, um, pay no attention to the purple and yellow colors on there if you're a <laughs> That's kind of Minnesota Vikings. Liquid Death-esque. Kind of yeah, that. That's exactly that, yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, and we, we don't go that far. We don't want to get yelled at too much for tired. Well, I think they're genius. That's genius. Oh yeah, too. That whole. I mean, like Liquid Death knows their fucking target. Like, yep. And they just lean right into it. I think oh that's yeah, really smart. I I don't drink. I don't even know what it tastes well, like. But it, it tastes um, it's water. Smart. It's fucking water, man. <laughs> I don't have. I have it's, no a, idea. it's water even, called Liquid Death. They, yeah. Whoever thought of that just I just know who drinks it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking geez. I know who drinks it, and uh-huh. I know what they like, and then they just went, oh, "All right," and then we turn it back into eleven. Yep, that's exactly it. right. Smart. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right, that's uh, that'll that'll I think do. Let's uh, you guys want to meet back up here like October? <laughs> yeah. Another one. I'm and actually halfway, halfway, next week is much better for me. So good. Halfway yes. through the Viking season will be good. That might be good for me too. Um, Oof. we'll see. Hopefully, getting better. Um, you never right. know. Okay, we're going to stop recording. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks. Skull. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.